Welcome to Third Way Thinking, brought to you by Reverend Ryan Kennedy and Gargi Agarwala. This podcast is designed to help you do life better and find heart-led solutions to everyday obstacles and struggles. Welcome to you all listeners out there. I hope you are having a great day. We want to continue with our prayer and meditation series. This is the third part, third and final part. And I don't know, I think it might be the most exciting part. I know this is Gargi's most exciting part because y'all are going to hear some fascinating stuff today. Uh, In fact, when we started toying around with the idea of this podcast, this was kind of the groundwork of it. I mean, this had a lot to do with the beginnings of why we started this. Man, when did we start? Almost a year ago now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we are on a roll. So we're excited to have you all join us. And hey, we always love to get your feedback. We always love to hear your uh, your thoughts, your concerns, your questions. How how are you connecting with these stories that we put out, with the content that we're putting out? Uh, we love to hear from you all. And hey, we are really excited to see you all on May 16th at our live event, the one and only live event we're doing together this year. We hope to see you. We want to see you in person and connect. And there's lots of good energy around this. It's going to be a fun evening, May 16th. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. You can go to our Facebook page to check it all out. And today we want to continue with prayer and meditation, the third and final one. We want to explore the phenomena of community or um, uh, group prayer and meditation and what this feels like, what happens when we gather together in a group and we actually put our minds together, our hearts together, and we connect to something greater. So here's what we'll do. I'll start with a little story, and then I'm going to throw it to Gargi to uh, explore some deeper methods of meditation. But when we started talking about this idea, the story that came to mind to me was, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I I led a class, a a small group on um, this theme of praying for your enemies. And we went deep together. It was only six weeks, but I mean, week one, we just did the deep dive. Uh, Because we wanted to explore Jesus' words of pray for your enemies and love those who persecute you. Because that's a tough one to access without some help. I think it is the hardest one. Because once we start talking about this subject, we're talking about the hard things like forgiveness and letting go. And by the way, forgiveness, I'm not talking about, hey, look at that person and say what they did is no longer wrong. I'm talking about how to let that thing go, how to release it so that you can be free. And every cell in your body wants to resist it, fight it, Mm -hmm. say no way. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So you can imagine when we get together in a group and we talk about how to not resist that, like how to give ourselves to that, this project all of a sudden becomes something way deeper than, than you can just do on your own. So what we would do is each week, uh, I set it out with a different theme each week of what it looks like to pray for those. How do we pray for those who have really harmed us? How do we pray for those who have created deep wounds on us? How do you pray for someone or a group of people who is creating great amount of harm in the world? Maybe it has nothing to do with you personally, but it has everything to do with you because we're so interconnected. How do you go about this endeavor? So I'll never forget, it was the last week, and, and again, this was a couple of years ago. It was the last week, and, and we, um, we gathered in living rooms, and we ended each session with literally praying together. We would get things quiet, and sometimes we would just sit in silence. 
and I would always open it up to um, you could say anything at any point you wanted. Um, so, you know, this could go on for 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, no filters. We, we tried to keep our prayers unfiltered. So if it was anger that you needed to get out, you got it out. If it was joy that you needed to express, you express that joy. Really powerful. So the last week we were gathered in our circle in the living room. And um, the person next to me, she prayed the serenity prayer, which is my oh, all-time favorite. favorite prayers, right? I mean, yeah. it just does things, and it's short and simple, but right to the point. And then um, things went silent for a minute, and then David starts to pray, and it was so powerful. He said these words. He said, God, help me to see Dustin as a human being just like me. God, help me to see Dustin as one who is created in your image just like me. And that's all he said, these short two sentences. And you could just hear a pin drop. I mean, we were absolutely silent. Tears were falling. I think we were even grabbing one another's hands because Dustin was the guy who had just a couple of years before that murdered David's 21-year-old daughter. And we had talked about this. I mean, everyone knew this situation and everyone knew how tightly and, and the grip he had on this and the, the not being able to let go of this. So to pray those words, God, help me to see the man who took the life of my daughter. Help me to see him as a human being. Wow. wow. And so, you know, when we're in that group setting and praying, we are all orienting our hearts and our minds to healing in the world. We're putting, we're, we're literally putting our energy and our heart behind us and we're saying, without saying it at all, we're saying, David, we are with you in this. So you know, the Athenians, the ancient Athenians had a word for this. It's called asthesis. Asthesis, spell it. People might want to write this one down. Oh, I'm not the best speller in the world, so I'll give it a go. I <laughs> believe it is A-E-S-T-H-E-S-I-S. And you may, if you look it up on a dictionary now or on, on the internet, it will come up as meaning something like sensation. But the way the Athenians meant it was when our energy transfers from one being yes. to another. So think of it as when you were praying with David, your heart entered his energetically. Yeah, yeah. And his heart, I think, was open for you to enter yes. his. And that's where healing and this group community prayer meditation does wonders yep and and that's why i mean you'll constantly hear both of us have said actually on this podcast you can feel it that's why when you say oh i could feel that prayer of course you could because there was energy there and if you were in that living room and you were sitting in that circle you would feel the energy behind that prayer because we're all putting our energy together to connect to something bigger than ourselves mm. And when that happens, it's a powerful moment. It's a powerful experience. So let's keep talking about the power of prayer and meditation. Tell us some of the benefits that you've seen with group meditation, because I think they're very similar. Well, for me, prayer and meditation are just like the right hand and the left hand. It's yeah. the same thing, It's a good really. way to say that. So we covered the emotional and physical benefits last week, which are reason enough to develop a regular, consistent practice of either meditation or prayer, whichever one you lean to. But the most interesting to me, and the most third way of all, is this idea of the benefits of group meditation on communities. Your story alone illustrates it perfectly. But they even did wider studies on meditation in cities. 
So if you can imagine this, in 1978, researchers discovered what they call the Maharishi effect. So they discovered it when a group of people who were about 1% of the population of a city, they meditated together with the intention of having a positive effect on the city. So they intentioned peace, they intentioned less destruction, they intentioned no robberies, they intentioned no harm. That's what they were group meditating on. And they did this over a period of three weeks and the results of that group meditation had a direct effect on the city's crime rates, acts of violence, and even the death rate. All three of them reduced by 16% in each category. Crime rate, acts of violence, and death. I think that's remarkable. Hmm. That 1% of the population of a city meditating together can decrease harmful events by 16%. Yeah, and, and it's, it's only 1%. I mean, it's not like you got to get 90% of the people doing this, yeah. 1%. We just need a few of us to yeah. impact the rest of us. So since then, even more studies have been conducted because this was so fascinating, almost unbelievable. So a, a more recent one in 1988, they did a similar thing in Merseyside, which is in the northwest of England, for those of you who don't know where Merseyside is. And Merseyside is really well known for its high crime rates. It actually had the third highest crime rate in the 11 largest metropolitan areas in England and Wales the year that they conducted this study. But by 1992, it had the lowest crime rate. So imagine that. You go from the highest crime rate of 11 metropolitan areas yeah. to the lowest. In four years. Yeah. And 40% below the levels predicted if we had gone on the previous behavior and statistics. So it essentially reduced by 40%. So there were 255,000 less crimes in Merseyside from 1988 to 1992 than would have been expected and if they had continued to follow the national crime trend. And again, they used just 1% of the population to do this same sort of meditation over this period of time. Wow. and. and when they talk about it today, what what's the language they use around it? So, do they say, "Yeah, this is this is because of meditation," meditation. or do they go, "How do they talk about that? How do they talk about the results?" I believe it's this Maharishi effect. It's an effect of doing. It's the outcome mm. of something that's intangible, and you get a tangible effect. Yeah, intangible, but but very uh, practical and practice oriented. Yeah, right. And so this one finding, this 1% finding has predicted that a group that is equal to the square root of 1% of a population would have a measurable influence on the quality of life of that population. So all we need is 1%, the square root of 1% of any population. So you could take the population of the world. Um, so for example, if a group of 200 practicing mass meditation, that would influence a city of 4 million that would be sufficient to produce a measurable influence. Um, so you can extrapolate that out. Hmm. So we would need probably only 7,000 of us on the planet to impact our whole world positively. That's not a lot in... Relation. We can do this. Yeah. And you and I know this, that for us, this was one of the tenets or the root reasons we wanted to do this podcast. Yeah. If we can get yeah. enough of us, a collective of us, meditating together... We can influence the world, and isn't that what we want? How do we change the world? Yes. How do we 
improve the world. In fact, it was last summer. I'll never forget where I was standing. I was on my back porch. The sun was shining, and Gargi is telling me this. Uh, I didn't remember that it was called the Mar. How do you say it? The Mar- Maharishi. Maharishi effect. But she's telling me how she believed that meditation could change the world. And the, the cynicism, the skeptic rose and me, come on, come on, this is not possible, come on. But it, it actually is possible. I mean, these are actual results that we can measure. Yeah, and that I always say, it. you know, we don't question Wi-Fi, we don't question the cloud. <laughs> Why do we question the power of our own internal Wi-Fis and that our Wi-Fis connect together? Yeah. Energy, at the end of the day, this is a conversation about energy. Prayer and meditation mm-hmm. allows us to amplify our energy. Yeah. You know, I think I think it is that simple level cynicism that, that where we buy into the cycle, where we tell ourselves this is just the way it is, nothing's going to change, nothing new is going to happen, I don't really have the power to change things, um, to understand how powerful we are. But I mean, to understand how powerful we are as a collective. As, yes, as When a my energy connects with yours yeah. and yours connects with another person and that interplay and interconnectedness of us, 7,000 of us, if we can get 7,000 people, 7,000 listeners to meditate together on loving kindness, on releasing our enemies, mm-hmm. I really think change is possible and we're always told it isn't. Yeah, yeah. And do you all see how third way thinking this is? I mean, this is the roots, the very roots of third way thinking because it's not, it, we're not buying into the cynicism of we can't change things and we're not saying we can do it alone. Yeah. The third way says we do it collectively. We do it, we do it with others. Yes. But, but we open together. So I feel like there's a visual for me of walking through the gates of possibility together, hand in hand, mm-hmm. all together. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so tell us a little bit about the uh, what kinds of meditation can be practiced for the good of others in and that in collective groups. sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, if you don't have a group to meditate with, I always, when Ryan and I record this podcast, it's always after I've done a, um, a yoga and meditation class here at the church with a group of women, sometimes men. We get a few men once in a while. I've been before. You've been there. And uh, we are really moving to this place of, yes, we do our yoga postures and movements and stretching, but ultimately we are meditating as a group there. So if you don't have a group that you're with regularly and creating an environment to pray or meditate, then a loving kindness meditation, and that's actually what we're going to practice today, it's sometimes called a metta meditation. It's a great way to cultivate our propensity for kindness. Because anything we do has to be cultivated. Mm. You have to cultivate patience. You have to cultivate kindness. So it involves mentally sending goodwill, warmth to others just by silently repeating a set of intentions, much like David did organically. It's so funny when you said what he said. It's very similar. It mirrors what we're going to be doing today together. So... Uh, This is especially good for increasing compassion to those you don't know, Uh, maybe those who irritate you, bad drivers, a difficult boss, all those who have hurt you, like where I think where you guys went with your meditation. Um, And then another meditation would be like the one we practiced in part one of this series, where we extended our energy and our intentions, first to our neighborhood, then to our town, then to our state, the country and then to the bodies of water that connect us all. So ultimately extending that loving energy to encapsulate the whole world. That's a very 
good way of doing a group or this collective meditation even on your own. Hmm. You encompass and incorporate that whole globe. You send and radiate your Wi-Fi and your energy to love the world as one. So I think today this could be a good time for us to close with a loving kindness meditation. Uh, these, these are often taught in mindfulness classes and different practices. So I invite you to close your eyes, sit comfortably, feet flat on the floor and your spine straight. Just relax your whole body and keep your eyes closed throughout this guided visualization and bring your attention as always first to the breath, taking a nice long deep breath in. Exhale, sigh like breath out. One more like that. Inhale up through the spine. Exhale deep and long. Extend that exhale till you really tip out the lungs. Inhale slow and long. Exhale slow, extended and completely. Let your breath find its own natural rhythm. And keeping your eyes soft and closed, think of a person close to you who loves you very much. It could be someone from the past or the present, someone still in your life or who has passed. And imagine that person standing to the right of you. You can feel them, feel their energy they're sending you their love. That person is sending you wishes for your safety, for your well-being and for your happiness. Feel the warm wishes and love coming from that person towards you from the right. Now bring to mind another person who cherishes you deeply, standing next to the first person on your right. And imagine them both sending you these wishes for your wellness, your health, your happiness. Let every cell in your body receive the kindness and warmth coming to you from that person. And staying on this right side, begin to add in everyone who loves you, everyone who cares for you, everyone who has loved you, radiating their love to you from this right side. And if you're here, truly here, you will be basking in the warmth. There's literally a temperature of warmth from these wishes and love coming into you from this right side, into your body, overflowing you, just with peace. Now begin to send that love that you feel, send it back to all the people on your right. It's overflowing in you so deeply you need to give it all back. Feel it like an, an infinity symbol. Flooding into you and you flooding it all the way back out into them and then flooding it back into you and you flooding it all the way back to them. You and this group are similar. Just like you, they wish to be happy. So silently repeat in your mind 
May you live with ease. May you be happy. May you be free from pain. Feel these words as you say them. May you live with ease. May you be happy. May you be free from pain. Feel what it is to say those words, to feel those words. May you live with ease. May you be happy. May you be free from pain. Notice how this feels, this right side. And to extend love to those that you love and to feel their love back to you. Now bring your awareness to your left side and bring to mind a person you are really angry with, you have no tolerance for, and that you have a deeply negative charge with. It can be someone you know, it could be a political figure, anyone that's draining you of your sense of peace. Imagine that person standing to your left side. Notice how you feel Notice that maybe that extension of warmth, it's not there. It's sterile, it's cold, it's you're just there. Start to add in all the other people who you are at odds with on some level. Notice the size of the group to your right of loved ones and notice to the left, the group of adversaries. From the reserves of love that you have coming at you from the right, open, surrender and allow to direct the love within you to the people on your left. Just if you can, see if you can do it with detachment and without resistance. These on your left, at some level, are also just like you. Just like you, they wish to have a good life. So as you allow that energy to flow between you and them, repeat the following phrases silently. Just as I wish to, may you be safe, may you be healthy, may you find love and compassion in your heart just as I wish to. May you be safe, may you be healthy, may you find love and compassion in your heart. Just as I wish to. May you be safe, may you be healthy, may you find love and compassion in your heart. Send your love and warmth to these people on your left with every exhale. I know it's difficult, and see if you can have the energy on both your left and right become one. There may be a weaker signal on the left, but let it merge with that signal on the right. Stay with it with your breath. Visualize that infinity symbol, drawing in from the left, renewing you from the right, sending it back out to the left, coming back in to the right. Now think of an acquaintance, someone you don't know very well and towards whom you don't have any particular feeling. Place them behind you 
place all the other people you can think of in this category behind you. Neighbours, colleagues, waiters and waitresses, people who are in your life who provide you with a service like dentists, doctors, post office personnel, people you interact with but don't really know, people that you see around. And notice the size of this group in relation to the group on the right and the group on the left. You and these people behind you are also alike in your wish to have a good life. So I want you to send your wishes for well-being to all these people behind you, silently repeating. Just as I wish to, may you also live with ease and happiness. Just as I wish to, may you also live with ease and happiness. Just as I wish to, may you also live with ease and happiness. Feel these groups around you on three sides. And now I want you to place a stranger in front of you. It could be someone you saw on TV today, someone at the grocery store, a passerby. Just envision a stranger in front of you. And around them create a vast group of strangers from every country you can think of, from every walk of life, every shape, every size, every ethnicity, every ability. Let there be a sea of them extending out in front of you. Like you, all of these people wish to experience joy and well-being in their life. So send all your good wishes to this sea of strangers, repeating the following phrase silently. And extend this energy from your heart. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be free from all pain. Feeling into the words, may you be happy. May you be healthy. Extending the words forward. May you be free from all pain. May you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be free from all pain. Let that love radiate out to all four sides of you. Send your equal compassion to them all. To those you love on the right, to those you feel negativity towards, to your left. To those you don't know very well behind you, and to those who are strangers extending out in front of you. Just notice how this feels. Notice where you are in your body. Take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and another deep breath in. And as you breathe out, let that visual go. Open the eyes. And just for a second, hang, suspend in this state of mind and how you feel after doing this exercise. Lock into that energy. Keep this energy. Thank you, Gargi.
my brothers and sisters, do you feel lighter? Do you feel more free? I mean, this is truly what third way thinking is all about. So may you go in grace and peace and experience the lightness, the freeness, and all the good things that come with that. And join us next time for more third way thinking.